I didn't turn it on. I'm so sorry. Each of us needs faith in order to follow the Lord. Now, here's the thing about faith. Faith is not complicated. If you're here this morning and you've never placed your faith in Jesus, I want you to know it is not complicated. Not complicated at all. It's a matter of simply surrendering to the Lord, confessing your need for Him, asking Him to come in and to lead your life. It is not complicated. But I also want you to hear this. Because sometimes we get the idea that it's easy. Faith is not easy. And the reason I say that is, is because, um, I mean, the Lord provides the strength. I've already spoken about that. The Lord provides the strength. But the reason it's not easy is because faith requires that we step and take action. Uh, oftentimes we hear about, you know, all we need is faith, and that's true, and that faith is believing, and that's true. But understand this, to really have faith is to trust, and to really believe is to trust to the point that we take action. There is no such thing as faith without action. To, To just sit still and to say, I believe, that is not faith. Scripture teaches the demons believe. They know. (laughs) They absolutely know. But they have not placed their faith in the Lord. And that is to say, they are not willing to follow. They are going to go their own way. And the struggle that we have in life is that you have a traitor inside of you. Even if you're saved, you still have a traitor inside of you that does not want to follow. Now, the Lord gives grace, and the Lord gives us the power to say no to that traitor and to follow after him. But every day, the traitor is there. We have a world system around us that is saying, no, go, go the other way. Don't follow Jesus. That's, that's stupid. Don't, don't follow him. And on top of that, we have people, if you've been walking with Jesus, we have people that are walking with us that all of a sudden fall off. And we're asked to keep on going. How do we do that? Well, one of the things that the the Word declares, because that's where we're going to go to this morning, is that we must believe that God is a God that rewards I want you to hear that. If you're going to make it, if you're going to make it and you're going to keep going and you're going to keep following, you must believe that God is a God that rewards you. Now, for some of us, we hear that and we're like, oh, I can't think like that. You know, I, I, I don't deserve anything. Well, you don't deserve anything. But you need to know this. In order to truly follow God, it's going to take sacrifice. You don't get to follow God and do your own thing. God's been reminding me of that uh, quite recently. You know, I've been sharing with you if, you, if you've been in here, I've been sharing a little bit that once again, God's been speaking through my finances. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, things are just kind of going out the window and I'm like, what is going on, God? And I don't have all the answers yet, but part of what God is showing me 
is that I've been getting in my head some of my own ideas and saying, God, I'm going to go this way with my life. And God is saying to me, son, you don't get to choose. Now, here's the thing. His way is best. But I falter, and the reason I falter is because I get frustrated. I have expectations about how things should be as I'm walking with the Lord, and they're not always that way. And part of what I've been struggling with is the people who have fallen off. Because I'm saying, God, this is nuts. Some of these people that I thought were so solid, and they're gone, and I feel like I'm here alone, and I'm not. You are here with me, okay? But the enemy is saying, you know, you're here all alone. I'm like the prophet, you know, calling out to God. I'm the only one left, God. He's like, there's thousands more. You're not that great. Keep going. And so God's there reminding me, saying, keep going. But part of what I've got to latch on to is to believe that God is going to reward that faith. And that is not wrong to do. As a matter of fact, the scripture we're going to look at this morning declares you must do it. If you are going to please God, you must be a person that believes that he will reward it. Because if you don't believe that he's going to reward it, you're just going to be kind of like, you're not not really going to be going after him. But it's when we believe that there's a real reward, that there's going to be something tangible, that we are going to be blessed in such a way that all the sacrifice is worth it, we're going to do it. And we're going to go after Him. And that's not wrong. It's what God wants. And it's what God is calling you to. It doesn't matter who you are. God gives us so many examples in Scripture, but He requires it of every person who would come after Him. He requires that we turn from the life that we wanted to live and we follow Him. And what we find is that it's better. I want you to hear that. It is always better. But there's that moment where we've got to decide. And and quite frankly, he's not going to allow us to see everything and where we're going and how good it's going to be. He might tell us a little bit of it, but, but then we're not going to get to see the fulfillment of it. One of the examples we're going to look at this morning is is Abraham. And God has spoke these uh, great things to Abraham that, you know, he was going to produce a people that were going to be so numerous that, you know, you couldn't count them like the stars in the sky. But there was this long period where Abraham didn't see anything from it. And there was a point, there were many points where there's no doubt he wanted to give up. But how did he keep going? He had to believe that God would reward. That God would reward according, not according to what Abraham wanted, but according to what God wanted to give, which, by the way, is always better. The, the little things that you've you know, got in your mind, oh, God, I want this. God, you know, why aren't you doing this? What he wants to do is better. You find that in the word over and over. I've found that in my life over and over, but yet I struggle <laughs> because the enemy is always pinpointing my vision on the negative Okay, that's happening. And I've really got to look to God in order to see all the blessings that he's bringing about. This morning, the scripture I'm going to look at is Hebrews chapter 11. And in this 
chapter, it really lays out what faith is. Um, again, faith is one of those things that is, is heavily misunderstood, but we can find what it really is all about when we look to God's Word. So in Hebrews chapter 11, the first verse says this. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Now, what does that mean? Faith is the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Well, once again, one of the things I want to make clear, faith is not just saying, I believe, you know, I, I, I believe in God. That's great. But in order for this to come about, action has to take place. When we talk about evidence, you know, uh, people come up to me and, and, and they say to me, hey, you know, you need to go do something to that person. They did this, this and this. And what I have to say is I have to have evidence. Maybe it happened. I have to have evidence. You can tell me all day long that you love God. You can tell God all day long that you love him. He's what matters. But over and over, scripture declares he's going to look at your deeds. Why? Because you earn your way? Absolutely not. Okay. Your deeds don't earn you any more love from God or anything like that. But your deeds will declare what you believe. So how can it say that faith is the evidence? Because faith will always produce action. And that was, that's what God's calling of us. God's calling of action. And once again, that's one of the things that the Lord's been speaking to me. That, you know, I've been saying, God, I love you, I believe in you, and so on. But I haven't totally run away, and I've never done that in my life. But there are points in my life where I start coasting. Can anybody relate to that? I mean, there's times I'm going hard after God, and then there's times I get so discouraged that it's like, okay, I'm not going to jump track, but I'm just going to kind of coast right here. Because I'm just, Lord, I'm just, this is just nuts. But you know what? When I read the Bible, the life journey that every person I read about is just nuts. (laughs) It is. The things that they go through. And I can remember as a younger believer, I'm reading through these Bible stories and I'm like, man, I'm glad my life's like, not like that. You know, I live in this nation where most people just love God and everything's easy and, and <laughs> my eyes are being opened. It is not like that. It is not like that at all. Very few people will follow the Lord and finish well. I, I mean, when I was growing up, religion was all around me. But people who loved God and actually followed Him, what I'm finding out, there were actually very few. There were a lot of people that put on a little show. Well, now we're getting to a place in our culture where people aren't putting on the show anymore. You know what? That's actually really good. Because we're not tempted to put on the show. You're, I mean, if you're in, <laughs> it's not going to be easy. And so you're going to be in with both feet. It's getting less and less easy to have one foot in and one foot out. And so I want to encourage you to put both feet in, because that's where God's going with me. He's saying, okay, you've been coasting here. You, you know, it's like when you're riding the bike, and not only am I coasting, but like my feet have kind of been dragging. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of slows you down a little bit. That's where I've been. And God's saying, son, get back on the bike. Start 
pedaling. But I don't want to, Dad. Well, I, he's in charge. <laughs> I, I'm not. And, and, and here's the other thing. One of the things that you find in Scripture is that our faith walks are all interconnected. And so it's so crucial that I follow through because my faith walk is interconnected with other people. And you know what? So is yours. Your faith walk is interconnected with other people. And it's so crucial that you get on and you go after the Lord. It is going to affect other people in a really good way because you are part of the body of Christ. You are a vessel of God and God wants to use you in that way. So one of the first things it says is there's evidence, okay? And then it says in verse 2, through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Why? Because they weren't just sitting around and saying, I believe. They were following through with their actions. God was blessing them. And from that, it was impacting people, even if they didn't give their lives over to the Lord. It was impacting people. Verse 3, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's hand. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. And, you know, it's, it's so easy to, to, to just read that and to say, yes, that's true. But here's how that applies. Why is it that in my life I start to think God can't do this. I've got to do it on my own. I've got to make it happen. That's where I go to. But yet, I'm serving a God that I believe spoke things into existence. And yet, there's things in my life where God's not going to just provide that. I, you know, I got to go after it. I, I got to make it happen. You know, God helps those who help themselves. You know, I get into that mentality. It's not true, by the way, okay? There's nowhere in Scripture. God can speak something out of nothing. Out of nothing. And not only can he, but over and over in Scripture, we see that it happens. But where does it happen? Oftentimes, it happens to the people who believe that God is going to reward them. They're the ones that are fully trusting in him. They don't have one foot in and one foot out. And I'm not condemning anyone here because I'm speaking to myself here. God's saying, get both feet back on the bike and start moving forward. God wants to do things. You know, we, we live in, in a, a time that I am actually excited about because um, there is so much darkness, but that is when light can really rise up and we are being tested. But again, anytime you look in scripture, that is when God moves in powerful ways. But the thing that we must each fight is not being sucked into the darkness and giving up. To be found faithful uh, and to be in a place where we can be blessed because we are following after God and we haven't just given up. This is exciting times. Now the numbers are massive of people falling away. They are. But again, when you look in Scripture, you often see that. But for those who continue on, and for those who say, I'm going to trust you, God, powerful things happen. These are exciting times that we live in. But in order to experience it, we've got to be people of faith. Verse 4, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. 
Why was his offering acceptable? Because he did what God told him to. You know, sometimes we get the idea that, you know, <laughs> I mean, I hear these uh, songs sometimes that talk about, you know, throwing some change in the offering plate. And, you know, it's kind of done with the mindset of, you know, God's going to be like, yay, thank you so much. Listen, you don't even get to choose your offering. You don't get to choose your offering. You should be asking God, God, what do I give? God is the one in charge of that. You, you don't get to choose how you serve. I mean, you can choose how you serve, but are you going to be rewarded for that? Or is God going to move through that? Probably not. We've got to ask God, God, how do you want me to serve? What do you want me to give? Abel was blessed because he did that. He asked and he followed through. Now, if you know the story, his brother didn't do that. And then his brother got upset and it didn't end well. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man. Why was he a righteous man? Because he's asking God what to do and then he's following through with it. And God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. God showed his approval of his gifts. If you will ask God what he wants and you will follow through, there will be blessing that comes of it. And once again, you know, sometimes we think, oh, I, I can't think like that. You need to think like that. That is how you are going to move forward in faith. If you are not thinking like that, you are just going to uh, wallow around and you're not going to go anywhere. Ask God what he wants you to give. Believe that he is going to bless you. And I'm not sitting up here talking about, you know, word of faith stuff and making God do what you want to do. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about putting it all in his hands, asking him what he wants, following through, and then leaving the blessings up to him. I'm not going to be telling him, God, I want you to do this, this, and this. I've tried it. Believe me, I have. It doesn't work very well. And once again, God's blessings are always better than the things that I'm asking for anyway. Verse 5, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. How did he please God? Verse 6, this is the central verse of everything I'm reading that I really want you to hear. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I want you to hear that. You cannot please God unless you believe he rewards you if you seek him. Again, I, I, I was raised up in a mentality that, no, you don't even think like that. You know, we, we don't, we, we don't want to focus on rewards. Well, God is worthy, okay? He, he, he's flat out worthy. But you know what? I found that if I'm really going to follow after him, if I'm really going to sacrifice, if I'm really going to give my all to him, I've found that I've got to believe that he's going to come through with what he says, and again, it's not about me putting out there, well, God, I want a new car and I want, you know, no, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about God coming through with the things that he said. And over and over in these examples, you're going to read, he does that. Abraham, he's the one that says, Abraham, this is what I'm going to do. Now, in order for Abraham to do all that God asked of him, he had to believe that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. Noah. 
We're going to get to Noah in a minute. I mean, for Noah to go through all of the uh, you know, criticism from people and the years and years of believing um, that, that God was going to do what he said took incredible faith and he had to believe that God was going to reward. What was the reward going to look like? The reward was going to look like what God said it was going to look like. But over and over, what we find in Scripture is that when oftentimes when God says, I'm going to do this, it normally doesn't just happen immediately. Oftentimes, it's way out. Why? Because God is testing us. Are we going to exercise faith or are we going to fall off? If you're going to exercise faith, you're going to have to believe God is going to come through. God is going to bless in the way that he, did, he said that he would. Verse 7, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, once again, this is a really good story, because when you read about the story of Noah, I mean, God was so fed up with the world. It was so dark that he was going to destroy it all. And you have Noah, who's pleading with the people. He's saying, if you will get into this boat with me, you'll be saved. And they're all mocking him. You look at that and you say, how can that be? Listen, look at the world that we live in. The vast majority are mocking those who believe that this Bible is the word of God. Now, we still live in a time in our culture where we have all these people saying, oh, I follow God, but they are following things that, that God's word uh, clearly goes against. Those people are not following God. It is a total show. They are not following God. The people and the percentage of people that are actually following God is, is really small. And so the reason that we have this story of Noah is because in part, your life is going to reflect that to a certain degree. If you're going along with the majority mindset that is all around you, you are flat out wrong. You, you, you are in a dangerous place. How do you know you're in the right place? Does it match the word of God? Not does it match my thoughts. Does it match the word of God? But Noah had to believe in things that had never happened. Uh, one of the things, you know, it was going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Well, up to that point, guess what? Water was just kind of coming up uh, from the ground. It's something he hadn't yet seen yet. And to build this boat, I mean, this wasn't a, a few weeks, a few months. I mean, this thing was gigantic. It took years to build. Every day you're getting up. And, and every day the neighbor's walking by like, oh, idiot's still at it. He's still saying that same stuff. And then at the end of it, God tells him, okay, you're going to put all these animals on this boat two by two. Have you ever thought of that? I mean, have you ever dealt with animals? I mean, I, I'm sorry. Some of you are going to be offended, but animals are dumb. Like if you've worked with cows and you want to get them to go a certain way, they will go every way but the way you want. And you will make it the easiest possible way to go the way you want and every other way is hard they will jump through a fence barbed wire fence get all cut up instead of just going down this easy path 
that has food waiting on the end. Deer. You see deer laying dead on the road. Think about it. What does the deer have to do in order to die? Gee, I see lights coming at me. I hear loud noises. I think I should probably run towards it. I mean, and God is telling Noah, you're going to tell these animals to get on the boat and they're all going to go. And then you're going to get them all together. I mean, my cat and dog can't get along. I, I mean, none of my animals get along. They get next to each other and it's a fight is on. And they're all going to go on this boat and they're going to stay there. And this is why, as I tell you these things, most people think these stories are a bunch of baloney. Like, that's so dumb. Well, it's also dumb that God could just speak and everything comes into existence. Dumb in the sense that my mind can't wrap around it, but it's the only logical explanation for how creation has come about. If you're going to walk this out, you're going to have to be like Noah. I mean, I'm being serious. You're going to have to have that kind of grit faith like Noah to believe. And does that mean that you're going to believe each and every day? I don't think so. Because I haven't met that person. And frankly, I'm not that person. I have my ups and my downs. But what I'm sharing with you today is, is maybe you're like me and you've been in a down spot. Don't, don't give up. You're not done yet. Keep going. God isn't done with you yet. If God was done with you, you wouldn't be here right now hearing me. Okay? He's not done with you. Believe in Him. There's another person that God talks about here that went through something similar to this. Verse 8 says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he's going. By the way, that's what it is to follow God. God will say, I'm going to do this. And I want you to head this direction. But he's not going to give you all the details. He's just going to say, move this way. Verse 9, and even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations. A city designed and built by God. Verse 11, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren, and was too old. And you know, one of the things I remember about Sarah is that when Sarah was told this, she laughed. She's like, <laughs> that's crazy. That's not going to happen. But yet, Scripture records that it happened because she had faith. Why do I say that? I want you to hear this. Sometimes you're not going to believe. Sometimes you're going to doubt. But that does not need to be your overall journey. I mean, you're, you're going to have times where, you know, you, you, your faith isn't as strong. But it's so important that you, you share it with people. You know, that was one of the things that I've done recently is, you know, I'm talking to different people and I'm allowing them to speak in. And oftentimes they, they, they share things that I've known, but I'm just not focused on right now. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I know that. You know, and I think about that with my, my friend who, who took his life. I get so, I, to this day, every time I think of it, I just, I just get mad 
because he wouldn't share with me the things that were going on in his heart and mind. I know that I know I could have spoken truth there. But, but he walled up. And that's where Satan wants you to go, by the way. He wants you to stop talking to other believers. Because if you will stop talking to other believers, he can create this amnesia where you slowly start to forget things that you've known and that God has taught you. It's when you open up and you start speaking to other people that they can speak things that, yes, you may already know, but you need to hear again. And by the way, there's nobody that's beyond that. Nobody. That, that's why great uh, Christian leaders fall. Be, because even though they're this great Christian leader and God's taught them all kinds of things, they get to this place where they stop sharing things that are going on internally with other people. They get so proud, you know. Well, I'm this great person. I don't, I don't want to open up to anybody. I've got it all together. You don't have to be a great Christian leader to fall into that. Any of us can fall into that. You know, because it's, it's, it's humbling. It's humbling to open up and share some of our dumb thoughts. We all have dumb ones, okay? And when I say dumb, I, I mean untrue. Because the enemy gets us focused on something and we start, we, we, we get this clouded vision and we can't see things clearly. So faith, how are we going to finish well? We've got to believe that God is going to be a God of his word and he's going to reward. What are those rewards going to look like? I don't know exactly, but they're going to be big. and They're going to be good and I, it's going to be worth it. And so I'm going to go after him. And in order for me to go after him and to keep walking this out, I need people around me. You need people around me. The Lord is asking, if, you, if you've never placed your faith, all right, if you're a person that, yeah, I believe in God, I believe there's you know, this higher power, but you've never said, okay, God, I'm going to surrender, let today be that day. Just tell him. Just, just declare it. But then tell somebody else, okay, so that you can walk out this journey. Let me know, okay? If you've never been baptized, that's one of the first things that you need to do is to be baptized, but maybe you're here and you've been walking with the Lord, but, but, but maybe you've been coasting. Maybe you've been dragging your feet. Share it with somebody. Have them pray over you. Maybe God wants to speak some things to you that will encourage you today. Make yourself vulnerable. Father, thank you. Um, thank you that even when we give up, you don't. And thank you that